Welcome to Art Life Conversations, where we talk about all things art life, from the struggles and the wins along the way, to making art, learning, and art history, to talks on business, career, and selling art. No matter where you are on your art journey, here you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and motivation as Kelly shares the real life of a working artist. And now, your host, Kelly Folsom. Hello, artist. It's Kelly Folsom here, and you are listening to the Art Life Conversations. I am so, so excited to be here with all of you today, and this is episode number five. Yes! Thank you all so much to all of you who have downloaded the podcast already, left me reviews on the podcast. So many of you have already reached out to me, um, letting me know how much these talks and conversations have been inspiring to you, have been motivating you, have been helping you through this thing that I like to call the art life. So thank you all so much and please keep that up. Also, if you have any topics in particular that you would like me to talk about or cover, uh, please send an email to info at artlifewithkelly.com and in the subject line, put podcast topic. Um, I would so appreciate that because I really get ideas um, from other people and working with, with other artists and bouncing ideas off of one another. And again, I really want this to feel like we are having a conversation together and keeping this art life conversation going together, even if we can't be sitting in the same room together, having a cup of tea and talking all things art life. Okay, so uh, my utmost hope is that every podcast is valuable to you and um, just helps you to live a better art life and have a more successful art life. So today's topic that I'm going to be discussing is on the best art coach for you. And the best art coach is actually your future artist self. So in this episode, I'm I'm primarily going to be sharing one technique that I've learned how to use uh, for myself to get the best coaching advice ever. And it's from my future self, my future artist self. And of course, you could use this in any area of your life, um, not just in your art life. Um, but that's what we're here to talk about specifically is the art life. So as you know, I love quotes and I wanted to start off with this really, really gorgeous quote, uh, from Paulo Coelho. I don't know if I'm saying his name right or not y'all, but anyways, Paulo Coelho. <laughs> and if you don't know who he is, he wrote um, the book, The Alchemist, which I highly recommend reading or listening on audiobook. I really, really loved that book. And it's kind of like a, um, a parable type of story. Um, so it's just really easy to listen to as well. Um, so I highly recommend checking, checking that out too. So, This quote says, when I had nothing to lose, I had everything. And when I stopped being who I am, I found myself. 
And I've heard a lot of different varieties um, of quotes that, you know, have similar sentiments. But so when I had nothing to lose, I had everything. And when I stopped being myself, I found myself, right? Whenever we let go of our attachments to to who we think we should be, that's really when we're who we think others uh, want us to be or trying to fit in with others as well. When we really lose those attachments, we really start to step into our true authentic selves. So I do a lot of coaching online for artists and mentoring, and um, it's really powerful to see artists actually step into their true authentic selves and really to find who they are as an artist um, and really become this very well-rounded, authentic version of both themselves as a human being and as an artist, and really find, you know, their true artistic voices. And so I also run a program called Finding Your Artistic Voice, um, which will be opening, of course, soon for enrollment. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out at artlifewithkelly.com and get on the notification list, the wait list for that. But one of the things about finding your artistic voice that I think is so interesting is that a lot of people come to it um, sort of from the standpoint and these ideas of, of style and finding their style and all that kind of stuff. And, and I notice like, you know, like what should I be painting? Uh, what do collectors want? What's trendy? What's popular right now? You know, that kind of thing, like, and, and focusing sort of on these external things of, should I pick a certain genre? Should I be painting in a certain uh, medium? And while I can see where those are, it's like those are bits and pieces of our artistic voice. Obviously, as we step into our um, true authentic selves artistically, you know, obviously we, we maybe have a certain genre that we love or a certain painting technique or painting style that really, really aligns with us, you know, or a certain subject matter um, that we really uh, align with, you know, but that's not really totally and truly what your artistic voice is all about and, and what being your authentic self is all about. And the problem that I find, um, that comes from focusing on these things, the problem that I've seen working with artists is that, and, and myself too, um, I'm including myself in this because I've had to do so much growth around this area. But the problem I find with all of that is that it's a narrowing effect and meaning that the possibilities feel more constricted. The possibilities feel more narrow, uh, which is the opposite of, of what I think is really the true wisdom, any true wisdom should feel, um, and any right answer should feel expansive. Like we should feel freedom in that answer. We should feel, um, like anything is possible. Like there's so much possible for us. There's so many options for us, right? So I really like to go by, you know, I'm kind of more of a feeling type than a thinking type anyway. So I really like to tune into that feeling. Like, does this feel 
really open? Does it feel really expansive? Um, do I feel really hopeful, really positive, like just thinking, thinking this thought, does it make me feel energized? Um, so another thing to watch out for, of course, too, is, um, if you're thinking something or trying to figure something out and you're, you're getting stuck. Like now you're not painting anymore because you're just so in this confusion that about, you know, well, should I, should I paint still life or should I be doing dog portraits or, you know, should I paint tight or should I paint loose? You know, these kind of, um, sometimes kind of decisions. Should I sell paintings or not sell paintings? You know, these, these kinds of choices and decisions, um, sometimes, uh, you know, obviously that we need to make, but sometimes we can get into this place as if there is, um, like a right answer, you know, as if there's only one right answer and we have to have the answer right here and now. And the end result is like this feeling of constriction and, and really getting stuck. I've seen artists get stuck in this, like, um, trying, they're trying to figure out what the right answer is. And so they actually stop taking action. And that's actually the worst thing that they could do is they stop taking action. But the reason why they stop taking action is because they get stuck in this confusing loop and this confusing cycle trying to figure out like, um, what identity should they have as an artist? What is their artistic voice? Um, and instead of getting any real clarity, they just kind of spin in this indecision and confusion. And then I think sometimes too, like thoughts can start to come in, like, well, maybe I'm not really an artist after all. You know, um, if I was really a true artist, I would be painting painting, know what to paint with passion. And I would be, um, I wouldn't be sitting around thinking about this. I would just know what the answer was, you know, and go out there and do it because that's the, that's the great myth, you know, that we all kind of get taught as artists, or we all kind of buy into that myth, you know, um, <laughs> if you're a real artist, you know, you'll just know what to do. And, um, so, and I just don't think that that's true. I think we all have choices to make. Um, in the beginning, we do tend to try a lot of different things and it can be really quite confusing to know, um, you know, well, I like this and I like that and I like this style and I like that genre. And, but then I'm getting this advice, you know, uh, from, uh, somebody's blog or a professional artist saying, you know, to build a career, you really have to focus just on one genre or just do one thing, you know, so sometimes we get so much external information, advice, you know, and, and really by a very well-meaning people most of the time, very well-meaning artist or, um, gallerist or art professionals. Um, but it's just a lot of external information that can kind of come in and it gets really confusing as to know, like, well, what should I really be doing? You know, because sometimes too, some of the information that we get is very conflicting with one another, like this person disagrees with this person, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I totally get it. It is confusing. And I remember 
when I was first starting out as an artist, um, and the reason why I put together this Finding Your Artistic Voice program a couple of years ago is for this reason, because when I started out as an artist, it was really confusing, and I was getting so, so much advice from so many different people, and then, for example, like, I really started getting into painting still life paintings, but a lot of the teachers at the school were, that I went to, um, at the college that I went to were like, oh my gosh, you can't paint still lifes. That's antiquated. It's outdated. People are not going to buy these, you know? So, and immediately, like I would go into this kind of fear, fear mode and scarcity mode, like, oh gosh, well, may, if I can't uh, make a living as an artist painting traditional still life paintings, oh boy, well, what else am I going to do? But, um, and obviously there's a number of different things that I could do and choose to do. And, and I do paint a lot of different genres as well, but I knew that I was in love with still life painting and that that's just really where I was. I loved painting still lifes. I loved what I was doing and I was seeing progress and I was building skills. And, um, and so it was really hard because I was getting all of this outside you know, information, well-meaning information and advice from people. So it was difficult. And then, of course, even my own inner uh, voice would, you know, because I did like a lot of different things and, um, and I felt like, well, I really need to focus on, you know, one thing is what I felt like at the time, like I really need to double down on on the thing that I love the most and what's really working for me. Um, at the time, I could really paint still life all the time. It was the most readily available to me. I found it the easiest thing to go to um, because I couldn't afford models all the time. And I was going to art school in freezing cold Connecticut. And I tried to withstand the cold temperatures painting landscape in the snow which I am not a cold in the snow person, you know, and that didn't work out, you know, so just naturally the circumstances led me and, and what I was responding to and what I was enjoying was really leading me to doing a lot of um, still life work. But then it was so confusing because, you know, people were like, oh my gosh, like I was actually getting so criticized at the school for what I was painting. Um, you know, even down to like being like in, in a schoolyard where somebody's basically, you know, calling you names is what it felt like, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, that's boring. Well, you know, and then whenever I did start selling, actually started selling my work um, while I was still in school, then I then I got called a sellout, you know, like, oh, well, yeah, if you just paint still lives that, you know, all the old people like, then yeah, if you want to sell out like that, you know. Um, <laughs> so I was like, but wait, but wait, you told me before that nobody would buy these anyways. Um, so the point being that we get so much coming at us and then we also have our own like internal confusion, internal self doubt and all of that, that, 
you know, it, it, it's no wonder we all, you know, can walk around just like confused and not knowing what the heck to do with ourselves, you know, what kind of art to make. And, and so, and then the other thing is I see artists feeling like they do have to pick one thing, you know, and one thing only. And I just don't think that that's true. Now, obviously, if you want to pick one thing and that's your thing and you are all in, baby, like that is the thing that you could paint for the rest of your life and it's never going to get boring and it's always going to feel expansive to you, um, then that is your thing. But the trick is really to check in with yourself like, um, do these thoughts, um, do these decisions that I feel like I have to make, um, finding somehow finding this right answer. Like I have to find the one genre that really is the right genre for me. And I've got to stick with that for the rest of my life. You know, I think really the checking in is checking in to see like, does that feel expansive? Does it feel like, Oh my gosh, like you just, light as a feather, like you just had a huge burden lifted off of you? Um, or does it feel very constrictive and fearful? And usually words like should, I should pick one genre, I should just focus on one genre. You know, um, the should word is really something key to look out for. Or if you're actually thinking like, I need to find the right answer here, um, as if there is only one right answer, <laughs> you know, um, those are kind of, um, sort of key, um, just basically things to look out for, uh, that lead to, it's a narrowing. It's really narrowing your possibilities. It's not expanding your possibilities and your options. It's narrowing them. So I just wanted to, and I, I see artists get stuck in that narrowing and constrictive place and, um, and just sit there and, you know, spin for a long time or get stuck. And, and really because it is so narrowing and constrictive, then they get blocked, you know, as artists and they find themselves not painting, you know, and then of course that, that's frustrating. And so they just kind of keep diving. Uh, deeper and deeper into sort of this little hole of apathy um, that they found themselves in, you know, because they can't move forward because they don't have the right answer, right? They can't move forward because they don't know what to do. And um, really all that needs to happen is, and this is what, you know, I try to help other artists learn how to do for themselves. Really all that needs to happen is you really just need to check in with your internal future artist self. So I check in, um, I call her Kelly 2030. I don't know if I've mentioned her to you yet, but I call her Kelly 2030. And anytime I am stuck, confused, having a bad day, you know, um, in, in that indecisive place or in that blocked place, um, Kelly 2030, and you could do five years from now, three years from now, uh, Usually, for me, it works better if it's a little further out. So I usually do five or 10 years, um, out. And you just want to check in with her or him. And this just takes a few minutes, but you really just need to sit still, get quiet, take a deep breath, you know, like just chill for a minute. 
um, don't have anything distracting around. I usually have a just my pen and paper handy. I do like to write down what she says. And I'll just, whatever the problem is. So in this case, um, you know, it might be asking, I might ask Kelly 2030, you know, Kelly 2030, um, should I be picking one genre Um, I feel like I'm really drawn to paint a lot of different things, but I feel like I should, you know, pick one genre or I'm being told I should pick one genre and stick with it. You know, what do you say? You know, Kelly 2030, what do you say? Uh, and insert your own name and your own timeline there, but you just, you're checking in with your future artist self. And this usually only takes a couple of minutes. And I find that all of us, we really do have this inner wisdom that is so who we are and is so right for us. And so, for example, in that situation, the answer might come back um, to you as, you know, you should really be free and you should paint whatever you are inspired to paint, whatever you are led to paint, whatever you feel a strong desire to paint. Don't worry about the outcome. Don't worry about the end result. All of that will take care of itself, but just follow your inspiration. Do what you feel called to do and everything else will, will take care of itself. Um, and so you can see where like that kind of inner wisdom, that kind of response is like, you just feel like, okay, okay, yes, that feels so good. And it it should feel really expansive and also really grounded and solid and not fear-based. You should really feel a sense of trust in that inner wisdom. If you're still feeling afraid, it's probably that you really haven't um, tapped in yet to that inner wisdom. Um, maybe there's just still too much mental chatter or attachments. So this is the exercise that I want to gift to all of you, my art friends, is checking in with your future artist self and getting that inner wisdom that is expansive and yet grounded at the same time. And, um, you know, really, you're the only person who knows the answers for you. So while you can get advice from others, it's really trusting and tuning into that inner wisdom that I think is just so, so powerful because so much of the time we're just twisting ourselves up in some really weird thoughts, really weird limiting beliefs, you know, um, because why can't you paint Uh, multiple genres, right? Like why can't you, uh, you know, maybe three months out of the year, you're painting landscape out on location. And then in the wintertime, maybe you're painting still lifes, you know, or portraits or something, you know, why, why can't you do that? And why can't there be a scenario where 10 years from now, you're standing at this solo show and all of your work is there in all different genres or different subjects, um, and it all holds up beautifully together. And, you know, people come in and they're like, oh my gosh, I just love your work. And, you know, so, so why can't that option 
be viable? Why can't that option exist too? And I'm just using that specific example. You might, you might be, you know, getting stuck in an identity, identity in other ways. Like for me, I had to really transition out of this identity of an artist that um, was just by herself all the time in her studio, just making her work, just grinding out the work hour after hour after hour. Um, but, but, you know, but I can't, I can't also be an art coach and an online art teacher and, and be killer at art business. And, you know, I also can't enjoy those things, right? Like I, since I'm an artist, I shouldn't enjoy marketing, right? Like, so sometimes we just, we pick these limiting beliefs and, and get these attachments to identities from other artists along the way, other artists who have come before us, um, or things we've read or heard, um, just, you know, limiting beliefs and myths that we've bought into. And all of these situations are great, um, a great opportunity for you to really question those things. You know, is that really true? Uh, can I not be a really great, talented artist and also really love learning about marketing and running my art business and, and being financially successful? You know, why can't I do both? And, and there's no reason why you can't. I'm, I'm proof that you can do all of those things. Um, so I want to leave you all today with this exercise for you to do. If you are finding yourself stuck or in confusion or in that spinning, you know, place, um, in indecision, I want you to check in with that future artist self. And, um, see what he or she has to say to you. And if it doesn't feel expansive, try again. <laughs> Cause your inner wisdom always feels expansive. Okay. My art friends until next time, this has been so lovely. Thank you all so much for being here again. Send me your thoughts or ideas. You can leave me a comment or you can email info at art life with Kelly. I'd love to hear from you. All right, everybody. Happy painting till next time. Bye.